Hey, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 149, PTSD Self-Healing Show, Soul Care for Mamas Raising Kids with Mental Health Challenges with Chris Rice and Parman Coach. Hello everyone. We are with Chris Rice, Empowerment Coach, Soul Care for Mamas Raising Kids with Mental Health Challenges. Especially during this COVID, we have a lot of challenges with our kids and that's why I invited her to talk about this. Welcome to my show, Keith. Thank you Chris. so much for having me in Pantia. I'm pleased to be here. Yeah, thanks. So tell me about your story and what was your inspiration to be an empowerment coach? Absolutely. So my journey to motherhood absolutely shaped this whole journey for me. Um, I think probably like every other mother, I started my journey with a really idyllic, picture-perfect vision of what motherhood would look like. And three years into that, we discovered that my oldest daughter had mental health struggles. And to be totally honest, that vision of perfection just didn't exist. And so really what that did was send me on a mission of soul searching and looking for answers for what this was all really going to mean. Um, it was really challenging to lean into that discomfort and ask questions that I didn't know the answers to. But the truth is that I really was faced with two paths. I could lean in and ask those hard questions and see where that would lead, or I could cling to this perfect version that didn't exist. And so I very much clung to the first one. I got uncomfortable. I am not somebody who likes to dig into those dark places naturally. I really thrived on predictability and routine and all that was just blown up. And so I had to navigate this by her side, but I 10 years in now can absolutely say that it is so much more of an authentic and meaningful life that we have created because we are honest with where we are and we've really uncovered the truth and the beauty behind all of the challenges too. So I'm here to support fellow moms who are raising kids with mental health challenges because it can feel very alone and like a dark journey. So I have spent 10 years finding tools and resources that support me and make me feel amazing and allow me to thrive. And my mission is to give everyone else a fast track of that. Nobody else needs to spend 10 years doing it. So that is what I'm here for. Yeah, exactly. So I have a few questions. <laughs> you said after three years, you found out that your, your child has mental health. Mm -hmm. So what is the problem with her first and why after three years? Sure. Um, I will say that I really want to make sure that I protect her in this. That's been a lot of my journey too, is not telling her story for her, but my version of living through it with her as a mom. And so um, 
I don't particularly want to go into what her exact struggles are, but I can give you examples of what that looked like for us. So like for us, I remember at age three, sitting out on my courtyard with my husband, literally with my like curled up in a ball, head in my hands saying, life can't be this hard. I don't understand why eating breakfast is so challenging. Why little things in the day, like brushing your hair will make you scream so the neighbors can hear you down the street. Things like that, that I was like, it might be like one thing didn't seem like a lot, but it was when they added up day after day, thing after thing, and they got bigger and bigger that I just, that was the hard part was I didn't know the answer. And I didn't know if something was wrong, but I just in my gut knew something needed support in a different way than I had been aware of how to do that. All right. So what did you do when you found out? Because I know first you think that's natural. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe um, she's developing. Mm -hmm. Her brain is not developed enough yeah. because some of the symptoms for all kid, kids are common. Mm -hmm. And uh, after sometimes you realize, mm, not every kids have this problem. Yeah. So what did you do at first place? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, so to me personally, what I did was finally listen to my intuition. So my intuition had been telling me for a while that I needed to ask those questions. And that was where the disconnect was because I wanted to already know who do I need to go talk to? Who do I need to reach out to? What do I need to ask them? And I literally had no idea. All I knew was the things I saw throughout the day. I just knew every other parent wasn't going through that. And so um, that, that was, re I really leaned to my intuition to know where, what to do. And then I just took, I kind of just turned it over to be totally honest. I said, I don't know the answers but I know something's going on here. I need to do something. And I kind of just released it to be completely honest. And then I had a friend reach out to me who is um, in the mental health space. And then she connected me with an amazing occupational therapist that we worked with from the time that she was about three until six. And um, I think that was the thing that I took away from it was you sometimes you just don't know what the offerings are for how to support somebody. I never in a million years knew that there was occupational play therapy for kids. I had no idea. And so, but that was presented to us. It ended up being the perfect fit. So I think a lot of it is also leaning into intuition, but also being open to what might present itself. Cause we like to think we have all the answers, but we just don't. <laughs> uh, so how is she now? That's a great question. Um, she is, so she is almost 10 now. So it's really different than when she was three. And I think the thing that I've learned most about mental health struggles is that there's never an end point. There's never a final destination that you get to where it's like, okay, now all these things are cleared up. It just doesn't work that way. And so where one thing might get softened and lessened a little bit, something else might then rise up. And so it's kind of a constant um, journey of discovery, I guess, with us to kind of see, 
okay, so right now we're going back to school. What does that look like? What kind of support do you need for that? So I feel like a lot of it is um, taking us out of like going too far into the future and instead being like, okay, this week, how can we really support you and what's going on today? And then um, kind of going forward from there. Because when we get too far out, it seems to be much harder on everyone. How is the relationship between your kids? Like um, this, this is a very common question for everybody who deals mm. with uh, these, these kind of kids. And uh, they have to actually try to find a way to create this connection between their kids. How mm -hmm. did you find it? Um, was it difficult? Uh, did you talk a lot with your another baby or how did you make it? I would say we're really open with things. We, um, we really pride and try very hard on being a family that doesn't tuck it away and doesn't hide it. Her, when she's upset, everyone's going to know that. And we try and really make sure that each person has sort of their own little toolbox of how to navigate through that. Um, there's about three years difference between my girls. So I will say my younger one, I feel that more pressing now because she's just older and more aware. And um, it's hard for her to see her sister like that. She doesn't want to see her like that. She wants to take away the pain too. So there's a lot of times where she will come and like give her something that a stuffed animal or a blanket that she thinks will comfort her. She'll go out of her way to try and support her. But it's also very hard on the sibling. And to be totally honest, I haven't figured out that sweet spot yet, but it's definitely part of our journey right now is how do you support both kids and make sure that they're both, both their needs are being met and realizing you can't do it all at one time too, kind of being a little bit realistic with that as well. Thanks to be honest with me, <laughs> to go <laughs> all through this, because we are not perfect and we are no. always evolving. Mm -hmm. You can't say always, oh, I'm healed, because as you said, that's going to be very ups and down. What we try our best to empower each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially if you have a support group or anything that can help, please talk about it. How do you think about support group? That's a wonderful question. I actually was walking and talking with a friend about this just this past weekend. And in my opinion, it is such a missing link in this whole realm of things. So like if I want to go support my daughter who has a specific need, then I can go find all kinds of practitioners in all different modalities to be able to support her. But I, as a mom, am needing to support her. And I don't have those same challenge points, but my challenge point is how do I support her and not completely lose myself? And what has been so interesting to me in my journey of self-discovery is how much this simply isn't talked about. I can tell you, I don't know another mom in my mom circle that has been at least ever open with me and sharing that they're also in this scenario, or if they have, they've said, please just keep that between us. Don't say anything else, you know, that type of thing. And so that's really where that kind of fuels my mission and my heart to just break those walls down because I've been on both sides. I've been on the side of wanting it to all be perfect and not talk about it if it's not. 
And now I'm on the complete other side of the wall. And I can tell you, I want other people over here with me so that we can come together and realize there's nothing to be shameful or afraid of because we all have found our ways this far. Like, how can we come together to be that much better? But it's just not talked about yet, which just blows my mind. Uh, somebody just asked you, what was the diagnosis? Um, I'd just rather, you? I'd rather not share because I feel like that's her personal okay. information. So, okay, um, no yeah. So I love to know more about your solutions, but let's just have some uh, break, a few second break and we come back again here. Sure. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. All right. So, Chris, tell me about your solutions step by step. If somebody come to you with any diagnosis like mm -hmm. uh, ADD or they may have some people some kids with other problem what do you do you first you go with the diagnosis or you start um, another solution what do you do sure so um, just to be totally clear I am supporting the moms, so not the children who are struggling, you know, we can all come together to provide support there, but I'm really, my um, my effort and mission is really to support the moms who are caring for these sweet children. So what my support looks like, I've got a few different ways that I do that, um, but what I'm most excited about right now is I actually am unveiling a new program called Unstuck, which to be totally candid is like, my heart and soul put into a program. So when I mentioned earlier that, you know, it took me 10 years of finding different ways to support myself, my family, and feeling more grounded and having more clarity and freedom in our lives, these are all the practices that I found that work. And so what I really did was blend those together into a methodology to support you in better understanding how to manage your own energy and be able to show up for the people that you want to most. And so um, it's a program called Unstuck. I'm actually launching it on the 21st of September. And I'm just so excited because I know that it's going to be this opportunity where us moms can come together, feel good, and just have that really nurturing support that we need and want so much to really kickstart that change and not have it take forever it is a fast track so i see your website here chrisricecollective.com can they mm -hmm. find it there absolutely i can also send you the link but when you're there there is a link for unstuck and it'll go there you can join a free live masterclass if you're interested we're going to dig into all the goodness around it and it'll launch after that sounds great so i mm, would like to know about self-care mm -hmm. which is the most important thing what i just realized from your thought um, what i talk to when i talk to other interviewees that they they had the same issue with their kids or they had uh, 
issues with their husband or loved ones. Mm-hmm. They told me the first thing is taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. at the first place. That's why you have this support group, right? Because mm-hmm. let's say if you don't have enough sleep, if you don't take care of yourself, then how can you have enough energy to, yeah. you know, to take care of your baby or support your baby, right? What Absolutely. are your steps in uh, self-care? Yeah, great question. I totally agree with you. I mean, it's kind of the whole analogy of you have to fill your cup first, because if you don't, you literally have nothing else to pour from. So you've got to give yourself that and and move away from the idea that there's any sort of selfishness to that, because there's simply not. You're truly just caring and loving for yourself. Um, for me, honestly, that was a hard sticky point, And I had a hard time with the guilt around that. So I felt like it was hard to give myself that time to give myself permission to do that. And so what it looked like for me to start out with in case this might help somebody listening would be to do things that fed my soul, but didn't necessarily take away from time with my family. So like for me, that looked like getting up before everybody else to be able to have time to have a quick meditation and a cup of coffee by myself. And for me, just having that quiet space especially when they were really little, before they would get up, I just showed up in the way that I wanted to then instead of like being jostled awake by them and not being very happy about it. So it's as simple as just finding ways to, for me, it was giving back to myself where it didn't necessarily have anybody else having to make a decision or have a say about it. It was just me getting up early or me staying up a little bit later, things like that. Um, And then I think the more you do it, the more it becomes a practice that you sort of desensitize that idea that it's selfish. The more you do it, the more you realize you're showing up better, the more positive you feel about yourself. So then it becomes a little easier to say, okay, well, hey, I also want to do this. And then I want to do this. And then you gain um, just that that self-permission to be able to do it. I totally agree with you because mm-hmm. uh, the days I can't sleep properly because mm-hmm. my uh, my daughter sometimes call me in her yeah. dreams, you know, then yeah. I have to wake up and the whole day I'm done. Like I'm, I'm very oh my gosh, I know. unrested and I can't compensate the yeah. sleep, you know. So then, then I realize I really, really need to reconsider something in myself because mm-hmm. I I don't believe in uh, total sacrifice because mm-hmm. if you sacrifice yourself and nothing left for you then you are not as a whole <laughs> you don't yeah. exist to be a mom um, yeah. if you want to be a good mom you have to have a you know have enough rest have a good nutrition you know mm-hmm. and then you can spend some time with your baby and then you can raise her or you can help her learn something other than that if your do- your brain doesn't work <laughs> how can you help right so i know yeah. And, you know, sometimes too, something that I always do as like kind of a rephrasing for myself is especially raising girls. I think this can come up a little more often, but um, I will also flip it and and 
remind myself that I'm also modeling what I would want for them in the future. When they're my age, I would so much rather they guilt-free asked for a day to go do something on their own and not have the guilt that I did. So that can sometimes um, push me over that edge and, and just kind of leave that guilt for myself behind when I'm like, actually, I'm modeling exactly what I would want them to do at some point in time. So great, let's go do it. <laughs> Do you want to add something uh, like something about your masterclass or something about your website, anything at the end? Or before you go to that, I really wish you give me one sentence of hope uh, for mothers who are struggling in this situation with mental health or kids. All right. I am a wordy person. So going to one sentence is very challenging for me. But I would say, I guess if I had to put it in one sentence, you're not alone. Believe me, you are not alone. So whomever you can lean to, to ask for help and find support, I promise the next step gets a little bit easier and the next step gets a little bit easier. So hold on to that hope. And that can be very hard to do, but hold on to it because it truly does still exist. Change can always still happen. And if you don't have somebody else to connect to, please come join in my community. I would love to support you in this journey because that's what I'm here for. We're not here or meant to do this alone. Thank you so much. All right. So if you want to add anything else, you still have some time. Sure. Well, I would love to invite your listeners to join me for my masterclass. It's going to be a wonderful time to really learn tactical ways to create more freedom and clarity and calm in your life, even amidst the, the chaos that's going on. So again, if you're falling short on hope and wondering where to start, this is your start button. So come and join me. It's a quick masterclass and I will share my top ways to ground yourself in the present moment and be able to show up in a really beautiful way for yourself and for your family. Um, so I'd be honored for anyone to come and join me for that. When is your masterclass again? It's going to be September 21st at 11 a.m. Pacific. Okay. Or right. they can find it on your website as well. Yes. I'll make sure it's on there. So your Facebook, Chris Collective your Instagram the same, and then they, you have the website the same. Chris Collective. Yes, it, uh, Chris, easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Chris Rice Collective. And I will say it's Chris with a K. So sometimes oh, people Chris think Rice, it's with a yes. C. So it's Chris Rice Collective and it's Chris with a K. Yeah. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, each week I do a Mama Soul Care conversation. So I do a live every Wednesday. And um, so come join in those. Those are a wonderful time to connect and see other other people and build community as well. You have Instagram live. I see you have a lot of mm -hmm. Instagram and you are very active there. So yep. it's easy to find her if you want to have any support regarding your children or regarding yourself to mm -hmm. have better strengths going through this process, you can join. Thank you so much, Chris, for being Thank you for here. having me. Yes, and hopefully we can have you in future as well. I would love that. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book, Rules of Change for the Better.
Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams.